comedians. Two fantasy football games. Only one can be crowned victorious. Welcome to Fantasy Fantasy Football Football Face-Off. In a game week where Ronaldo returned in every sense of the word, wild cards were flying around like a cheap magician's training camp and captain in the highest scorer in the game would have netted you minus two points, we discuss the game week that was, the FPL and Sky must-haves, and of course we hear from our Premier League pals Jack Grealish and Sean Dyche. Add in some more than Mo, a slate your team, some Sky overhaul action, and no doubt some humble bragging from the top 1%, and that is what it's all about. Welcome to episode eight of fantasy football face-off my name's Fitz uh, and I'm of course joined by Tom Glover how are you mate I like it Fitz I, I like the preparation you wrote a speech that is the confidence of a man who's, who's had a good game week I reckon um, not a bad game week I'm top two percent I'm in the top two percent of FPL managers now which is well don't, don't go giving up. it away too early don't go giving it away too early okay but, um, sorry I was impressed by the efforts you put in that's a good start to the show Good, thanks. Well, um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited to be back. It's been it's been a heck of a game week, and yeah, it's good to see you too, mate. Yes, and I, I can see you, you're already buzzing because for those of you that don't know, Fitz is a United fan, and um, he definitely had Ronaldo in his team. But even <laughs> even more than that, it's just having Ronaldo back. It was even as a neutral, it was great to see that story coming back to United after what was it, twelve years? 12 years, 183 days or something since his last yes. appearance. Um, Doing his little celebration in front of the Old Trafford crowd. Yeah, it was uh, it was good. It was good. I mean, you were very confident when we recorded last week. Um, you will definitely have him in. You may as well transfer him in. I didn't actually transfer him in until late Friday night. And as we'll discuss when we move on to kind of transfers in a minute, it was one of many options, but, um, you know, one of the options that didn't involve getting Ronaldo in would have involved captaining Antonio. So I'm very, very pleased to have oh, got no. Ronaldo in, <laughs> for sure. But how did it feel having him back at, at Old Trafford? Got to be honest, mate, it would have been electric to be there. I think I mentioned uh, on the pod, but me and my brother, who's a Newcastle fan, um, the only reason he's a Newcastle fan, by the way, I won't go on too long, but in 1996, we went to the Charity Shield and it was Man United versus Newcastle. Well, he would have been 10 at the time, maybe nine. And yeah. uh, he said, oh, who are you supporting? I was like, well, Man United, obviously. Who are you going to support? He was like, who are they playing? I said, Newcastle. He went, I'll support them. And that small moment has condemned him to a life of football in disappointment. But um, yeah, we have a tradition of going up to the games, either at Manchester um, or Newcastle. And this was the turn of Manchester. So had the stars aligned slightly differently, I would have been there. But never mind. You, could have, you should have been there. You could have, should have been there. But at least yes. you got the win. Um, I, I'm a Spurs fan. So our weekend was slightly less um, invigorating. Don't think anyone saw that coming. Certainly I didn't. Obviously, uh, Sam um, is... Is a big miss. Well, you say no one saw that coming. I was equally as moved by that defeat as I was by our last few wins because it mm. it doesn't feel like we've really hit the ground. Or we, it doesn't feel like we've really found our feet yet. Like we've been flattering to deceive in the first few games and it felt like we had a de- defeat in the bag. Uh, a defeat in the, what do you call it? A defeat in the, um, in, the, in the reckoning. A defeat in the reckoning. Sure, and, why not? <laughs> yes, let's go with that. <laughs> and obviously we was we were without La Celso, without Sanchez, uh, without um Dyer went off very early injured. Um yeah. Tanganga obviously getting sent off. Uh we yeah, we're just missing a lot of key players, and obviously Sonny is injured as well. 
And yeah, it felt like we had it coming, really. I think Crystal Palace looked great. Like I thought they were going to be like the whipping boys this season. They got rid of a load of their key players. I didn't have much faith in Vieira. They brought in a lot of youngsters. It felt like they were building a team ready to get them promotion next year in the championship rather yeah. than surviving the premiership. I'd agree but, with yeah, that. Conor Gallagher looks great. Uh, he, as a player and as a fantasy option, he's everywhere. He's got so much energy mm. and they've still got Eze to come back into that team. Edouard came on, got a couple of goals. Like I cannot remember the last time Crystal Palace had a striker who could score a goal. So, I can't remember the last time Crystal Palace scored three goals in a game. I genuinely can't. No. Um, <laughs> so I, I think you're right. And yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, Sorry, if, you're, if you're a Palace fan, even if they did get relegated this season, I think you'd be happy with the way that they're moving forward as a team. You can see the plan mm. there, getting in really young, exciting players and Big playing job. attacking football. Yeah, I'd be excited as a Palace fan. And I did the match today challenge this week. So I thought I watched the Spurs games this early. Yeah, yeah. And then it meant I could just switch off from the football then after that defeat. And I just got to watch it all fresh. When a match of the day came around. And it was great. It was it was a good good game week of football other than the Spurs game. Absolutely. So for anyone who's not familiar with the match of the day challenge, uh, that is of course where you uh, don't know any football scores and you wait until match of the day that being the challenge and let's talk about that because you must have uh, what was the first game was it the United must have been the United game right it was a United game and yeah, yeah. the thing with match of day is when they show the first game they show you always think there's going to be a lot of goals in this game because yeah. they put the most exciting game on first but actually this week the Ronaldo game was always going to be first because Ronaldo's yeah. coming back even if that was nil nil, that would have been the first game I think so it didn't really give anything away but as a non-Ronaldo owner, when he got two goals, I, I started to worry because I'd gone for Lukaku over Ronaldo. Mm. That was a decision that a lot, lot of FPL managers had to make, you know, 11.5 million versus 12.5 million. And yeah, so it, it must have, uh, you must have been sweating ever so slightly when, when you, you saw him score those two. I was, but to be honest, it was better that way on match of the day because if it was mm. if it was in real time, I'd have seen that result early on in the day. I'd have had to wait till the late kickoff and then Lukaku's second goal came really late in the match. So I'd have been sweating on that yeah. for most of the day. So it's quite nice to watch it in match of the day time later on. Nice. Sorry, and I'm I'm very you you were socially no, what do you call it? You were self-isolating last week. And I feel like I've caught something from you via Zoom. <laughs> I'm very ill. The kids have gone back to school. I've had about 18 months of not being ill because no oh, one's no. been able to touch anyone or breathe near yeah. anybody. And now the kids have gone back to school and it's um, it's free reign. And it's not um, just spoiler alert for our listeners who might be wondering whether I've had a good week and Tom has not had a good week. And maybe this illness is coinciding with a, a slip in fantasy form. That isn't the case. Um, Tom uh, has had another very good week. Well, shall we, shall we get into it, Fitz? I don't, I don't yeah. want to brag so early on in the podcast. <laughs> I'd wallow in the Spurs defeat first. You've, <laughs> you've got a little let's, time let's going stop. on. We'll brag a little bit later. We've at least got to discuss the Chelsea game, but I've bragged on your okay. behalf, mate. So there God, we go. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let, let's jump into the FPL week. As I'm all out uh, on 74 points, was reasonably happy, uh, to be honest. Um, the midfield is kind of what let me down um, or, you know, a couple of the changes that I made. So that was with a minus four. So I did have 78, but I took a minus four. So my transfers last week were to take out Bruno Fernandes, which still hurts a little bit, and I am sorry, um, Danny Ings and Sweet Prince Simakas. 
And in their stead, I put in uh, Diogo Jota, who I really wish I hadn't bothered with, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, who I captained, and Omar Barmadele, who was a 3.9 defender and the only option that I could afford. So... Well, he dropped a 3.9 on, on the match day. So that was a bit of a luck because I guess that was to literally get in on the 100 million budget, right? Exactly right. So yeah, but bang on the budget. Um, obviously, there'll be a couple of kind of rises coming in now. But yeah, you know, not a bad game week. Um, obviously, hindsight's a wonderful thing. And if I had stuck with... Uh, Simicast, I couldn't have put in Jota and I might have gone for someone else. But to be honest, we discussed and I was looking at people like Saar, who didn't exactly kind of set the world on fire. So, yeah, overall, not bad. And at the moment, certainly it looks like a a relatively healthy green arrow. Um, At time of recording, we have still got a few minutes left of the Everton game. Um, but my rank has gone from 270 or 250,000 last week to 140k. Oh. So it's uh, it's another good jump. It puts me in the top two percent. But the top two percent. Yes, you know, not not where I want to be. But equally, if I keep getting green arrows, then that's all I can ask for, right? Mate, that's a good rank. It's a good rank. It's a good rank. We're both doing well. We're both doing well. How many points did you get? So 74. 74 so this so you, 78 minus four 78 minus four so bear with as i'm i'm a new manager so my score <laughs> that i see on my app does that include yeah. my minus four does my minus four come off your minus four is uh included in that score okay because i mean i've never played this before we discussed it last week <laughs> i've had that new manager bounce it's been going it's been going well for me but as we also discussed i had a bit of a howler last week i did my transfers too early I bought in Jota and Lukaku for Bruno and Ings. I took took out Bruno and Ings. Um, and then Sonny picked up his injury, which meant I had to take a minus four. And I took Son out for Saar. I ended up with mm. five million in the bank. And it felt like things were falling apart a little bit. And turns out it was just the, the work of a genius. And I've ended up on <laughs> just the work points. of a genius. Just the work of a genius. I mean, sometimes I'm not thinking this through. It's just coming to me. It just comes yeah, to me from the ether. Of and I got 78 points, beat you by four points this week, which is not not as many as I usually beat you by, as it fits, but it's still ahead. <laughs> you, did, you, you did text me, actually, didn't you, after yesterday's games, after Sunday's games, and say, maybe next week will be the week that I beat you. Um, maybe it will, mate. I'm, I'm looking forward will. to it now as much as the listener. Well, as, will as we'll discuss... Are you getting closer every week? <laughs> Thanks, mate, you patronising son of a... <laughs> um, as we'll discuss later on, I'm a little bit worried about next week, but we'll move on to that later. Oh, exciting. Um, I got Jotter in as well, and he did blank as such. Um, he did get a clean sheet point, so don't forget that. It's not complete mm. blank. Um, yeah. But I don't think we got him in for the Leeds game. It's the fact that after the Leeds match, he's now going to be playing uh, Crystal Palace and, and Brentford. So those mm. were the two games I expected him to go bigger in. Although, having said that, we've just been praising Crystal Palace. But Yeah, and I think, actually, you're, you're right. We probably, we probably didn't bring him in specifically for Leeds, but Leeds you know that they're going to attack and you know that there are going to be chances. And Jota could have scored from a Mane. Sorry, he could have had an assist, I think it was, and a goal um, from both involved with play with Mane. So we could have been looking at a real haul there, but yes, never mind. Yeah, but it's good. I think I always think if if a player could have had that, if he's getting in the positions to get those opportunities, it's not your fault for picking the wrong player. You've picked the right player. It's just on that day, that yeah. chance hasn't been converted. 
Wise words, it's, mate. Wise words. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I am wise as well as in the top 1%. Um, <laughs> wise and talented. Aren't I lucky to have such a talented co-host? <laughs> yes, it's quite. Um, and yeah, I bought in Saar as well. I bought in Saar for Son. Um, again, I didn't really expect much for him at the weekend. Uh, well, they're playing, they were at home to Wolves. There was an opportunity to score, but he, he didn't. Um, but they've got he's got Norwich and Newcastle in the next two games. Those are the two fixtures I've really got him in for. And he and also at six million, he's as I said, he left me five million in the bank, which has left me some exciting transfer opportunities for this week. It certainly has. So 78. And where does that put you in terms of your ranking at the moment? Well, it what I was at um, 11.5k after Sunday's game. And I was doing all right tonight until um, Everton started banging in goals last minute. So I think I've dropped to about 14k now. The Everton game's just about to finish. Yes, unfortunately, Gray has scored. I haven't watched a game, but I still think this is unsustainable, this Gray form. Everyone said that last year about Gundogan, if you remember. I was. They also said it about Willock and they said it about um, Lingard. Yeah, 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 very true. So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, from both of our point of view, I think I'm confident I can speak for us both. You know, we've been really excited about this podcast for a long time. We've been really excited about the season and both of us are in a, are in a pretty good position. You know, obviously I'm envious. I'm not going to lie of, of your, your start, but, but you've deserved it. You've worked really hard and that's the nicest thing I'm going to say uh, for the rest of the podcast. So enjoy it. Thank you, mate. Um, <laughs> um, I, personally, I'm ashamed of my start because really by now <laughs> I should be up there. I'm, I'm seeing people who are in like single figure ranks and that's where I should be at this stage. I'm four weeks in <laughs> actually. <laughs> I'm very excited uh, for game week five. I think game week five could be my week. I think, yeah, I've got good. I've got some plans. Do we discuss our plans at the end of the show? We'll um, we'll discuss our plans for the um, kind of upcoming game week shortly. Yeah, of for course. sure. So, of course. Um, for, so in terms of the week that's just been, you had your star performer would have been Lukaku. So I, guess. I, I got Lukaku in instead yeah. of Ronaldo, and he okay. matched he matched Ronaldo. They both got thirteen points. I captained Lukaku. Um, unfortunately, my other strike was Antonio, who got the minus one. But then I think everyone in FPL had Antonio, so yeah. it wasn't too much of a disappointment. Um, saw a lot of that- saw a lot of people who captained him as well. I've, there was one score I saw on Twitter, which I think was thirteen um, all out, and they wow. they they yeah, you've you've just got a feel for for anyone who has a, a week like that. Um, I don't know them, so I don't feel like I could submit them to slate your team, but. Um, <laughs> And also, would it, would it be too harsh to, to slate that team? I think it probably would. No, it's deserved. If people have <laughs> such terrible knowledge of football, I mean, personally, as I always say, it's very difficult for me to relate. I've never been outside the top 1%. Um, <laughs> I've never had lower than, I think, a 60 as a game week score. So it's, it's very difficult for me to really work. The reason you're on the stream is so that you can speak to those people. I get the I get the privilege of, of of speaking to the peasants. Is that what you're saying? Well, you as a casual, you can be like, look, I've had <laughs> thirteen pointers myself. <laughs> I've had, I've I don't think I've ever had a thirteen pointer, mate. I've I've had some nightmares. I've had thirty five points on the bench once uh, last season, which was a wounder. But yes, so uh, Lukaku had uh, had a blinder for you, and so yes. you're at 70, and- 78 at the moment. Very yes, and, and Trent Trent did well. Like you actually mentioned the other week, you said you're worried about Trent because the way he's coming into the middle a bit when he plays. Yep. Um, 
that's gr- looks great this season. He's getting into dangerous positions. He's putting in some like incredible balls. Like mm. there's gonna be he's gonna be probably top of the assist charts this season if he carries on as he is. The only I concern think- is Harvey Elliott going down injured. If that's gonna affect the way that he plays. <laughs> Yeah, um, just a quick word on that. Uh, obviously, there's a very slim chance of Harvey Elliott listening, but just in case you do listen <laughs> or you, anyone you know, um, yeah, that that looked a horrible injury. And, uh, you know, we, we certainly wish you all the best. And it was nice to see, um, you know, people like Marcus Rashford tweeting straight away. Uh, you know, f- football rivalry obviously is one thing, but you've just got to put that to one side. And yeah, fingers crossed for a swift recovery. But in terms of the uh, kind of Trent effect, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because he's seven and a half million, which is ludicrous for a defender. But it's game weeks like this and performances like this that just make you think, actually, seven and a half million for someone who is in many ways a premium midfielder, you know. And is... I think he's got the second highest points return of, of any player in the game this season so far. I think you're and right. And when you yeah. think Antonio's just got a red card, so he's not going to be racking up any points next week, at least. Um, yeah. He's going to be out in front. Um, yeah, very true. And Liverpool's fixtures are not not too bad in the immediate short term. Crystal Palace and Brentford. Right. Um, then they've got Man City, Watford and United. So a couple of tough ones. But again, you would expect, you'd certainly expect a, a clean sheet against Brentford. Maybe not, maybe not Palace the way that they're playing at the moment. But yeah, good asset. Pleased to have him for sure. And finally for me as well this week, Dunk delivered. I've got Dunk and Sanchez, so double Brighton defence there. And then yeah. Dunk got two bonus points as well as the clean sheet. So it's actually Dunk and Livermento. Livermento started for me, my new Simicast. He got me six points. So it's actually... Your sweet Prince. Yes, my new sweet Prince, Livermento. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's my differentials, really, who, who brought in the points other than Lukaku. Um, so yeah, it sort of held me in position. Actually, no, it didn't hold me in position. I was, I was 26K last, last game week. So yeah, it's actually quite a decent green arrow in the end. It is, yeah. And, um, you know, looking at the differences in our team, um, obviously Dunk is his one, Saar, Benrahma, and of course now Lukaku looking at the starting eleven. So as we discussed last week, I think this is a really interesting point of the season. You know, it's the, the wild cards as it is for the Sky kind of game, you know, it's enforced in Sky, but now we are we are having to kind of split. The template is being broken a little bit and lots of wild cards used last week. I think nearly 2 million wild cards were used last week, which is a quarter of the players in the game. So that's quite a lot, or it might've been a million, certainly over a million, but either way, it's, you know, a, a good old chunk. So yeah, I think things are going to get interesting over the coming weeks for sure. Yes, definitely, mate. Um, and I think it's good, a good thing too, because it was very template at the start. Uh, my team was over 90% template, I think. And mm. then I looked at it today and it's down to 50 odd percent template. Is now. it? Okay. Yeah. Um, so there's so many options available. Having said that, I say there's so many options becoming available. DCL's now out injured. Antonio's yeah. just been suspended. Um, so more and more players are sort of being ruled out. But yeah, there's lots of options out there and I think teams are going to split apart, which is is good. Good for the game. It is indeed. It is indeed. So um, good. Okie dokie. Well, um, that is uh, a good little look at the FPL side of things. So obviously coming up in the uh, in the rest of the show, we're going to be doing a more than mo. We've got thoughts on the next week, Grealish Diaries, Sky Fantasy Football Teams, and uh, of course, a Slate My Team and a Twitter shout out. We'll be back with you in just a moment. 
and we are back tom and it is of course time for more than mo more than mo mo always scores more than one goal some say he's starting to slow he's not indestructible can anyone out there score more than mo that's right more than mo here uh, once again and it's been an interesting week for mr mo salah uh, of course he got eight points in this game week now i have I, did, I think I mentioned to you on the pod last week that I've started a spreadsheet for our more than Mo results. Uh, we are semi-confident of the rules now, so we may as well kind of formalise it in some way. Uh, then I sent you a message at lunchtime today saying, can you remember who you predicted? Um, so we are where it's, we are. It's a competition everybody's talking about and nobody understands. Um, it's <laughs> the burden of my, my podcast week. I don't know who I picked. <laughs> Everyone I pick performs terribly. I'm glad I don't actually pick anyone who's in my team. But, um, uh, but yeah, let's true. crack on with it. This this week will be the week we we understand what we're doing, and, it and one of us will score a point. Yes. So to clarify uh, for the final time in more than Mo, the rules are very simple. If you pick a player who gets more than Mo Salah, you get three points. If you pick a player who doesn't get more than Mo, but he, uh, sorry, in fact, if you <laughs> if you pick a See, player, it's not simple. It's never it's simple. simple. Um, so it's a very it's, complicated game, but it really shouldn't be. It really shouldn't be. It so been, let's let's make it nice and simple. Okay. So the rules of more than Mo. Both Tom and I will pick a player who has to be below ten million in value that we believe will score more than Mo Salah. If that player does score more than Mo Salah. Guess what? We win. We get three points. Correct? I think so. <laughs> uh, if that player um, doesn't get more than Mo, but one of us is closest to Mo, that player will win one point. Oh, my God. It Correct. sounds so complex. Correct. And add <laughs> Good, to it. That's it, right? If no, because if we get the same points with our chosen player, mm. whoever is to value player will get the one point. Correct. And that's how simple it is. Good. Well, previous results um, in game week two, Tom predicted Harvey Barnes. I predicted Bruno. Um, I won then one point. Should uh, avoid that, really, because that was before we nailed down the less than 10 million rule. But I'll let we you have should. It. We should, but we won't because um, it's little victories. Uh, game week three uh, was Harvey Barnes for you again. Kept faith with Barnes. I went for Mason Greenwood. Uh, Mason got eight points. Mo got 10, but I was closest. So I got a point. And then last week, um, Saka and Saar, uh, your guess was Saka. Mine was Saar. Mo got eight. Those two got four between them. So no winner that week. Agreed. Good. Perfect. So let's have a little quick run through of the fixtures for next week. I will talk. Let's just get it over with. Choose your player. Get it done. Okay. Before okay, anyone so, else tunes out, before anyone skips on 15 seconds in the podcast, who, who do you want? Perfect. I will go <laughs> for more than Mo. I'm going to go for Ferran Torres. I think that he will play against Southampton. I think Southampton will be a porous defence. And I think it is time for him to shine. Although, as I say the words, I've also got another prediction, but that's fine. You go for it. I'll choose no, them another time. It's too late. It's too, too late. late. Um, well, I'm going to go. I've, until now, I've been choosing players that aren't in my team. I'm trying to be too clever. This week, I'm going to go for a player who's in my team. I expect him to score big. 
He's less in value than Ferran Torres. It's the man you picked last week. It's Ismail Assar. Nice. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, against Watford, midfielder. Yeah. Good. No, plays for Watford against Norwich. Uh, sorry, against Norwich. That's what I meant to say. Sorry. Um, is yeah, it Norwich okay. or is it Newcastle? One of no, the no, two. No, it's Norwich. Either it way. Norwich, yeah. It is um, Norwich. Now, this, this obviously can't count as my go, but just in case there's some semblance of me being correct about something, uh, my wild card pick that I've just thought of was uh, Huang He Chan, who is a striker that Wolves have got on loan from, I think, RB Leipzig. Um, that's that's my curveball, but it's not my guess. My guess is Ferran Torres at 7.1 or 7.2 million, and you are Ishmael Assar at, at 6, 6 million. million. Perfect. Good. Good. Well, um, they these will be recorded for posterity and very best of luck to you. Do you want to have any more guesses in case one of the two you picked isn't? <laughs> Do you want to just keep guessing? No, no, no. I'm, okay. I'm, my, my guess is the first person I mentioned and the second person was merely just a thought. There is no Huang He Chan in this. It is purely and simply Ferran Torres was my first guess. So there we um, go. Fitz Boom. has purely and simply been practicing the pronunciation of that wolf striker, and that's why he's chosen him. But <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, he's. Um, I, I played. I, have, I wish I had time to uh, play FIFA nowadays, but I don't. Uh, but I played FIFA Ultimate Team last year, and uh, I know his name from the commentary. And he's a very pacey striker, so I think he might do well for Wolves. I thought it's because you're a cultured man, Fitz, and that, no. and I'm very cultured as well, obviously. <laughs> of Good. Perfect. So join us next week when we discover who has got, if anyone, more than Mo. Wonderful stuff. Cool. So we have covered off uh, FPL and, of course, uh, the wonderful more than Mo. Now it's time to hear from another of our absolute favourite Premier League stars. It's Mr. Jack Grealish. Now, what have all been up to? The Jack Grealish Diaries. Dear Diary. This week I'm very excited because I'll be playing my first ever Champions League game against Red Bull Leipzig. It's amazing that an energy drink company has such a good works team. <laughs> Apparently, Simo Werner used to work there before he got his move to Chelsea. Ironic really is Red Bull come in cans, but Timo seems to specialise in bottling it. <laughs> very nice. Thank you. <laughs> I, I might ask if they've kept his job open for him. Then, at the weekend, Southampton are coming up to the Etihad and I'll get to see me mate, James Ward-Prowse. I took Prowse under my wing during his time with England. The poor lad has only ever left Southampton for away games and Ralph Hassenhutel is under strict instructions from his mum not to let him out after dark and to only let him eat the egg and crest sandwiches that she makes him. It's like looking after a gremlin. <laughs> I <laughs> promised the next time he visited on an away trip... I'd sneak him out and take him to his first nightclub. The little lad is so excited. He texted me yesterday to tell me he'd been practising all of the dances off a of TikTok and he bought some hair gel off the market and has been testing out styles. I've emailed Boohoo to see if they can send me some free clothes for him as currently he's planning on wearing a black shirt with flames on it that he wore to his year 11 prom. In all honesty, it's turned into a bit of a nightmare as Carl Walker and Fia Walcott have got wind of it and have insisted on tagging along, and they're both about 38. I've said they can come, as Walks has bought a loads of Skittles vodka off of Jamie Vardy at the weekend, and he probably <laughs> can get us some free Red Bull on Wednesday. If anyone tells Scott Carson, though, then the whole thing is off. 
I've only been here a month and already had nights out ended early because the shots gave him heartburn, because dabbing had made his arthritis flare up, and because he'd put out his back doing a slut drop. And if you're listening to this, Causey, then please stop asking Borman around Manchester if they do cocktails that taste like Werther's Originals. The answer is no. Lighters! Ah, <laughs> uh, Scott Carson, of course, with uh, with his first premiership, premiership appearance. Did I read somewhere it was his first appearance for like eight years or something? That's crazy, isn't it? I, I didn't even know he was still alive, to be honest, before we lost him. But... Um, <laughs> He is still out there. He, he looks so old as well. It's like Ronaldo is 36, is he? Ronaldo's 36, yeah. Ronaldo's 36 and he looks like 25. But Scott Carson, he honestly looks like he's been working down a pit for the last 15 years. <laughs> but it's interesting. I've never seen an older looking man. It's, it's bizarre because, <laughs> well, until you look at a picture of Wayne Rooney, who is 35, but looks very, very bad for it. Um, and yeah, it's, but- it's bizarre. It's almost, it's almost like living healthily and eating well and sleeping the right amount of time and not sleeping with grannies. Sorry, Rooney, I love you. Um, is, is good for your career. It's bizarre. Yeah, but Rooney looked 50. He was 16 years old, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but, um- sure he did. But yeah, Ronaldo Ronaldo looks great, doesn't he? Like he looks like he could play for another 10 years. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, it's it's so strange because I was I wasn't like worried about it as such, but you do as a United fan, you do have a slight fear of how he would fit into the team and yeah, all those fears were just delayed straight away um at the weekend. Obviously, it's only one game, but yeah, to see him get back in the team with an absolute bang is it's good. Certainly, I think that the two, potentially three years we've got him could be could be really good. Come on, Ronaldo. <laughs> well, to be honest, that's one of the reasons I didn't bring him in. It's because like, he's playing in the Premier League now. It is going to be a faster pace and he's played out for a couple of years. And he doesn't play in the same way he used to. He does rely on service. And I thought may- maybe it might take him a, a couple of weeks to adjust. He's not had much of a pre-season, but um, obviously I was wrong to think that. Um, straight in, he- he's going to be sensational I think yeah I think he could mate and um yeah it was it was one of those it was kind of similar to Bruno to be fair like when Bruno arrived I just transferred him in straight away I was like he he could be the absolute mutts nuts and so it proved and he, he never left my team and this one you know as a as a United fan yes I of course I really want to do well at FPL and there are some times where my heart would rule my head as it were but this was one of those occasions where I couldn't not get him in I would have happily taken him not kind of hauling obviously I'd rather he did but I couldn't I couldn't not have him in so uh, I'm very pleased that the punt paid off cheers Ronnie <laughs> in case he's listening as well <laughs> <laughs> you have a very high high hopes for the people who listen to this podcast don't you so we got Harvey Elliott and Cristiano Ronaldo so far exactly very and, kind and of you, them very kind of them to listen very kind. And Ronaldo, um, I mean, he could literally kind of put, I think he's got the more, uh, the most Instagram followers of anyone in the world. So if you are listening, Ronaldo, give us a little shout out on Twitter. I know uh, we're not on Instagram yet, but uh, that would, that would help a, a little bit, I suppose, wouldn't it? <laughs> and it, and if Jack Grealish's legal people are listening, then please you retweet it as well. It will help your case. <laughs> if you re- get this to a wide audience, you, you'll get more money when you sue us. I mean, I'm not quite sure who you'll get the money from because certainly ain't this guy, but never mind. (laughs) Um, Wonderful stuff. So um, 
it is time for us to have a little look at our Sky Fantasy Football teams, I think. So uh, I'm happy to go first if you would like. Yes, uh, I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear how you're getting on. This is our first post overhaul. First post overhaul. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, in fact, before we reveal the teams, let's let's have a little chat about the overhaul side of things, because it was, as we alluded to last week, you know, the planning element of it is is very important. And and actually, as I messaged you the other day, I made a spreadsheet. Um, a, I was so a, proud of you. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it's um, it's not the best spreadsheet in the world by any stretch of the imagination, but it's good. I've, I'm, I'm covered for the next kind of. I think maybe 12 weeks or so of just a rough idea. You know, I haven't planned out every single transfer, but I've got an idea of what game weeks are happening and what players are, are going to be available. But I'm certainly set for like the next three or four or so I thought. Uh, yes. And then one of one of my defenders, same for lots of people, I think Webster looks as though he's going to be out for um, certainly a couple of, of weeks. It was a hamstring injury, I think. Is that right? Yeah. And a hamstring injury is always at least two weeks I think and um he's in 50% of the top thousand teams so yeah, yeah a lot of people have him because Brighton have got a single game day coming up um I think people are going to wait to see if he's going to be fit for that single game day I think we can probably carry him for one game week but, um if you're looking to miss that single game day then it's probably time to get someone in yes so um well let's let's start with my um my team i do have two teams but in the interest of of not boring uh, our lovely listeners i'll go with the highest ranked team uh my weekly points were 92 oh. and uh which is good you know it's i'm, very I'm good. pleased pleased with that very good um, my overall rank is 1,635. So still, oh. you know, the aim is is the top 100 and I'm obviously not there. But again, you know, first time playing the game, I've, I've got to be happy with it. And my captains have all done reasonably well. Pickford, I could have done with a clean sheet tonight, but um, Salah got me 18, Ronaldo got me 34. And yeah, overall, not, not too bad. And, and Pickford was a good pick tonight because he got um tier two save bonus. So he didn't get a clean sheet, but to get three points for tier two save bonus is a good return. Uh, so he got 10 points on the captaincy tonight. I had him in, as captain as well. Um, nice. I, I got I got 93 points this week. It's just a one more than you. Excellent. I, I'm at 1,285. I actually dropped tonight after Pickford captaincy came in. I think because Damari Gray scored. I think a lot of people are on Damari Gray and I imagine he got... Um, more points than Pickford did, unfortunately. But um, again, similar similar frustrations because I had Antonio as well. Did you have Antonio on your team? I did have Antonio, yeah. So my my team, just to read it out for you, was um, Pickford, Diaz, Webster, White, Rudiger. Happy with the clean sheets all round, really. Um, Torres, Ward-Prowse and Rafinha. Again, I suppose they weren't really brought in for, for this game week, but anything from them would have been a bonus. And then Antonio with the minus one, Salah and Cristiano Ronaldo. Yes, and I had Pickford, same as you, captain tonight. Um, Webster, so I've got that headache to, to come to in a, in a week or two. I have Ben White in from the start to cover the Arsenal games. And he got a clean sheet at the weekend, so I was happy with that. Mm. Uh, Virgil van Dijk, Rudiger, a midfield of Rafinha, Sartre and Tielemans, who all just got their starting points. And yeah. then I captained uh, Cristiano and Salah, like a lot of people. Mm. And I had Antonio, but I took Antonio out on Sunday. I made a transfer. Oh, I brought okay. in Patrick Bamford on Sunday because he will get four games to Antonio's one game while uh, Antonio's out suspended. So I will miss Antonio uh, when he plays Leeds 
Um, but I can then get him back in for the Brentford game if I, if I want to at that point. But with Antonio in the Europa League, maybe I will change my mind depending to see, see how Bamford gets on in the meantime. Nice. So a good example of that um, kind of planning and the, well, the three for one slash four for four for one in this instance. That is, um... Yeah, well, you've seen this week already. So you, we we did the planning, which you have to do in the Sky game. You have to get those players lined up. But then when injuries hit and suspensions, and then like DCL not starting tonight, you have to really quickly think on your feet about how to best make the benefit of that problem. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. DCL, you saw the team sheet. You had an hour then to to bring someone in or you rolled a transfer, you got to see if it's worth it. And I, I looked at the Antonio suspension and I thought Bamford over four games will probably outscore Antonio over one by enough points to make it worthwhile as a transfer. So um, yeah, that's why I did that one. The Webster one, I don't really want to take him out. If I can ride it for a game week and he comes back for that captaincy day, then I'm happy with that. But it's, yeah, it's a frustrating one to have to replace potentially I could bring in Connor Gallagher at Crystal Palace. I think he looks good. I think he could hit bonuses, shooting, tackles, passing, because he's everywhere around the pitch and he's already scored goals. They're but playing Liverpool next though, right? They are. But I mean, he's someone who is the sort of player you just want to put in for the rest of the season because he's a budget price. Uh, you don't really want to have to move him around too much. I didn't want to have to move Webster around at all, but yeah, we'll see how that one goes. How many transfers have you made now? Because obviously we've got 40. I think we both did a transfer a week or two ago where we took out Salah for Son, maybe? Yes. So I've made two transfers now with this Bamford okay. one, um, which is okay because we're on the uh, fourth, no, game week five. And one of those is a blank. So four game weeks in effectively. Um, but yeah, you, you want to hold them off as much as you can. But if you make a transfer, you just need to make sure that it's worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. And also the rank rank wise, um, being in the top, you're sixteen hundred. I'm thirteen hundred. It it's a good start. You can't really tell at this point because there's so many teams ahead of you who are making five transfers a game week at the moment. So of course you can't compete with people doing that. There have been people tonight who brought in Damari Gray, Pickford, and Richarlison probably, and so you're never going to be able to outscore them. Um, so yeah, just keep keep up with uh, the masses. As long as your captains are scoring, as long as you got your captains covered, uh, then then you should be good. Um, what is your plan to deal with Webster? So I'm just looking at it now, actually. And I think that, again, it would be great to be able to not waste that transfer. Um, if I was to make the transfer, it would be uh, 7.1 in the bank. So that's defensively, you know, it's not, it's not the best budget. I'm just having a little look. Kalasinac, Webster, Tyrek Mitchell, Stevens, Roden. You know, there isn't a lot of options there. Um, I think yourselves. it's important to, to think as well that if you are taking him out, you, you still need to cover the Brighton Crystal Palace well, game. So you need a Crystal Palace or a Brighton player, really. Yeah, so that gives me... Uh, let's just do a quick bit of live action. You can so get Brighton to get here at, at, um, Crystal uh, Palace. I mean, you can get a few Brighton defenders, to be honest. You can get Duffy, actually. For that um and that gives me a little bit in the bank so yeah duffy duffy might go in um that's probably probably where i'm looking just at the moment and then that would obviously as you say that gives me then um duffy against leicester and then they've crystal got a captain yeah crystal palace yeah, yeah that's I'm the captain day um Perfect. yeah the worry for me is duffy that is a transfer you're gonna have to make later on down the line i think once they finally get their defenders back i don't think duffy 
going to start. So it is a is a bit of a problem in giving yourself. But um, yeah, as I say, personally, I'm I'm going to wait at least one more game week, or unless we get definite news before the weekend that he's out for three four weeks, and then I'll worry about that problem then. So as as someone who's played Sky before, then what would your what would your thoughts be on that? Because that Webster situation is is interesting for for me, and it's it is a problem. And my gut instinct is I've only got eleven players. You know, next week I've already got Antonio who isn't going to be playing. Yeah. So if I don't make a transfer for Webster, then if I don't make a transfer, then yeah, sure, I've saved two transfers, but I've lost two players. You know, that's nearly twenty percent of my team. You just want to think if the transfer is going to be worth it value-wise. So if Webster's out for a long time, then of course it's worth getting someone else in. But if you look at it, if he's only out for the Leicester game, realistically, how many points do you expect him to get out of that game? Like, yes, they could get a clean sheet, but um, if they concede, he's only going to get probably two points. And so you're not missing. It's, it's hard to make a lot of value out of it because his value is only 7 million. So the player you get in is unlikely to be scoring big in the time he's out. So yeah, it's just a wait for me. Wait until we get some team news. Wait until we see the length of this injury. On the app, he's saying he's expected to return on the 19th, which is the Leicester game. But as we all know, the app is um, <laughs> at, at best unreliable. <laughs> it certainly is. Um, good. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, certainly having kind of planned um, a little bit with my spreadsheet um, and kind of looking at the, I've got 39 transfers remaining, which is kind of what I'm holding on to really. And, and the more I can keep for the latter stages of the season, I can really see how important it is to do that. So yeah, interesting stuff, but again, you know, an, another solid week, um, 92 for me, 93 for you. We're, we're doing all right. So to see who else is doing all right, let's have a little look at our mini leagues. So what I'm going to do is start off with the FF Faceoff Cup in the Sky League. Now, don't forget, if you do want to join the league, you're not too late. Uh, it is the code for the Sky Fancy Football um, Cup, Faceoff Cup, I should say, is 9736956 that pin one more time for sky ff face off cup 9736956 and and just just remember fits when we're doing the the leaderboard it's the top 9 places that we look at well i <laughs> i was going to do the top 10 and i am going to do fine. the top 10 that's fine um, special mention for 13th place which is uh, my team uh, with 406 points. But then in 10th, we've got uh, Dan Sherwood with 408, Tom Glover with 410, level with Crouch Potatoes for John O'Donnell. Um, then in 7th, 6th and 7th, actually, we've got Mark Jervis, who has gone for Rio turd in hand and Anton turd in hand. And his teams don't seem to have any turd in their hands because they're doing very well uh, indeed. So well done, Mark Jervis. Um, former Brighton striker Glenn Murray is in fifth place with Bucky Nears. Uh, in fourth, we've got FC Didar from Mark Brown. Mark Brown in third as well. So we've got a couple of managers who are, are doing really, really well with both their teams, which is is good. Although Mark's got literally the same uh, points. Well, uh, what a lot of managers do, they'll pick the same team because then they can just make the odd transfer later on. If both teams are doing well, it's easier to then differentiate between them later on to try and make sure. a bit of a rank game. Okay, nice. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Mark, Mark Brown with FC Dida and Dida FC. 
Uh, Rory Walker in second place with Magpie1862 and can't touch this too. Paul Willis um, currently heading up the um, Sky League. Very well done to you all. That is, um, that's some superb scores there, i got to say. But actually, you know, again, someone who's never played this before, I look at um, Paul Willis, 434 points is, is phenomenal, but I am only, you know, 20, where am I? Yeah, so I'm only 18 points behind him, which actually is, it doesn't feel too bad at all. And you're only four points behind me, which I never realised. Yeah. So you're, you're, yeah. you're gaining ground very quickly. I am. I am. Long may it continue. Long may it continue. Um, and the code to join our FPL mini league uh, is all lowercase. It's H-A-D-U-O-W. So again, please do join. Please do tell your mates. Tom, have you got that league in front of you? I haven't given you any notice for that, so don't worry if not. The FPL Mini League. The FPL Fantasy Football Face-Off Cup. <clears throat> yes, I have. And we do, we do the top five places in this league. In fifth place, <laughs> in fifth place, it's a little-known manager called Tom Glover with the FF Face-Off team representing. Uh, in fourth place, the Jurgonauts by Mabu Brawut. In third, it's the Ladbrokes Lads with Jack Ladbrook. Uh, in second, Ewan Reedy with Ewan Who's Army. And in first place, it's Mallow's Monsters with that by Dan Prange. By Dan Prange? Created by Dan Prange. Managed by Dan Prange. I think as well, actually, we should um, we should have done, and I am going to now do um, the top 10 because there's a couple of people I'd like to give a shout out to. So um, Samar Verma is 10th with LZFC. Hepatitis Bramble, love that as a name, by the way. Ben Stringard. Uh, top again, Pete Ball in eighth. And then in seventh, Bastian United, Lewis Bastian, and, um, well, I, I suppose they're tied. David O'Connor with the Docs Blocks. They've both got 327. Now, they are two of my best friends. And uh, quick shout out to you, doing very, very well. And they, you think that you mock me um, mercilessly for my FPL performance and general life. Nothing compared to these guys. So, yeah, I'm sure you're all absolutely buzzing that you are. Uh, 20 odd points ahead of me um, do, they, do they do it on a live podcast which is streamed by literally tens of people <laughs> no they don't if they could they would but but either way i'm happy enough to i'm confident that i will beat you all at the end of the season um but for now well done enjoy your moment in the sun that is a, a very good start Perfect. So we're now moving on to the latter stages. We're approaching the injury time of uh, of the pod. But before we get to the injury time, we've got a last minute screamer from Slate Your Team. Um, so just as a new jingle that I'm going to improvise on the spot now. What you pick him for? He's out for two weeks. He's not even in the country anymore. Slate Your Team. There you go. <laughs> so, slate your team this week. It's a very special one. It's a Sky Fantasy Football first slate your team. It's the first time we've done this. I put the message out there on Twitter. We've never had a Sky team submitted before. And I yeah, suppose I now it's all got a bit interesting post-overhaul. Someone decided to get in touch. And it's a bit of Sky Fantasy Football royalty as well. It's Dan Cox, a previous winner. Okay. But he is also humble. He's not afraid to admit when he's made a mistake or three, four, five or six as he has done in this team um there are, there are some members of the sky uh, community who have had successes and it's let it's gone to their heads to be honest and they're out gallivanting around the country they don't respond to their twitter messages anymore but not dan okay dan has <laughs> he's come out he says i've won the game before but i've made errors what can you do with this shambles he sent it to me so i can cleanse his sins so here we go so in a week when when there was 10 clean sheets when half the team
teams in the league got a clean sheet. Dan has managed to pick four defenders who got one clean sheet between them. Um, particularly impressive when the one player who got his clean sheet was one of three players from that team that he's got in his defence. But Asper Laqueta uh, was a substitute who came on and Christensen didn't play at all. So Dan, oh, of course, Dan. he knows the importance of picking players that's all guaranteed to start games. Dan, why have you done this? You tried to be too clever. Okay, right. Think about it. You've got Adam Webster completing your defence. He's now injured. That's a transfer you got to make. Uh, you've got Jose Saringal. That's okay. You you picked well there. He's got your nine points. He's rescued you from a, a disastrous game week because your defence has got thirteen points between them. Now in midfield, you know how to play this game. It's not about getting the sexy players who are going to get you the goals and the assists. It's about getting the ones who are guaranteed to hit you those tier points. And you've done that by getting Rodri and Ndidi. They've got three points between them this week. Not a tier in sight, apart from on your face, Dan, as you look at your team. Um, they are supported by Rafinha. Now, that's not a bad choice. At least he did play. If he hadn't returned from Brazil, then you would have got three points for all three of your midfielders put together, which is a shambles, to be honest, Dan. I mean... It's pretty bad at the moment. They've got five points between them. Now, just to put that into context, Fitz, if those three players had started a game and then immediately walked off the pitch, got in their cars and driven home, <laughs> they would have got six <laughs> points. So it really does put it into context. Now, oh, up front, dear. he's got he, he captain Cristiano Ronaldo in, in the first game, uh, at Salah in on the Sunday. Um, everyone who's played Sky did that. So it's nothing to be impressed by. And then to doubt tonight, there was a chance to rescue it back. There was a chance to pull back some points. And who did he pick? Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who is injured. Oh, He's flagged, right. Dan. You know, you know what to do. So you've got to get Calvert-Lewin out. You've got to get Webster out. Um, your midfield could probably go. And you need to get rid of two of your Chelsea defenders. But other than that, it's a good start. Uh, I'm, enjoying <laughs> being, I'm enjoying being ahead of you in Sky Fantasy Football for the, for the first time, I think, in my life. Um, maybe the king is dead. Long live the king. <laughs> well, I'm just pleased having uh, mentioned, having you mentioned a couple of weeks ago that uh, that Dan was on his deathbed with COVID. I'm just pleased that he's feeling better. And I um, think he I'm... selected this team in a COVID fever. I think he was <laughs> he was lying there. He was hallucinating. He said, "Yes, go big at the back with Chelsea," and he just clicked three random players, and he's ended up with this. But um, yeah, well, I'm glad you're better as well, Dan. And thank you for submitting your team. Your, your, your soul is cleansed. I'm sure you'll have a better game week next week. Yes, you will. Absolutely. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much um, to Dan Cox. And I believe we've just got time before we hear from uh, our favourite Premier League manager. Um, I believe it's time for your Twitter shout out this week. Yes, and um, I've just ripped his team apart. So I thought it's only <laughs> fair that I give the shout out to the man himself, Dan Cox. Now, Dan I would agree. is is um, he's a brilliant part of the Sky community. He's one of the, the biggest names in the Sky community, really. He's at Dan Cox underscore FFH, and he runs the uh, Sky Bite Size um, YouTube channel. So yeah. that's a great place to go. It's really quick videos, just giving you a rundown of what's coming up in the game week. Uh, he has won the game before, and he has had a terrible week this week. But actually, looking at that team, they were all acceptable decisions and a lot of us have been thrown under the bus by the, the Webster injury and the uh, DCL injury that came out the blue there's pictures of him training so I, I don't know where this has come from um, but yeah he's he's a lovely guy he always responds to people on Twitter and he's always really helpful with his advice um, so yes my shout out is for Dan Cox of Sky Bite Size and the Sky Free for One podcast at Dan Cox underscore FFH I think that is a very deserving shout out and yeah I've interacted a, a couple of times and listened to um listen to a few of the the podcasts and i would i would echo that and yeah Dan, i would say I, 
I would say that half the people above above Dan in the Sky Leagues at the moment have got to that point with advice from Dan, which is a shame yeah. for you, Dan. But that, that's what's happened. <laughs> but You're then, a victim of your you own know, success. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. But equally, how it must it must feel good to kind of offer that be able to offer that help to a point um but yeah equally it must also be a little bit sickening but um <laughs> we we appreciate it and yeah keep, keep up the good work mate and best of luck for for next week and I, i'm assuming his other team probably did better than that right um i don't know he never mentioned his other team but that this is the team that he put forward on his um on his youtube Slater channel team yeah yes. yeah oh wow okay nice Oh dear, oh dear. Well, um, we're we're very grateful to you. And um, just before we head into the final section, uh, a quick reminder. I, I don't think we've said this once today, but um, if you do want to get in touch with us here at the podcast, then uh, we are on Twitter at FFFaceOffPod and our email is FFFaceOffPod at gmail.com. And speaking of emails, a seamless link there. We've had an email from our favourite Premier League manager. So it's time for us to hear from Mr. Sean Dyche. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Oh, bloody hell. What a weekend of football to get crowd up off their seats. Not very often you get to see two red cards and ten bloody clean sheets. Ronaldo's brace is all well and good, but this week we saw it all. Gormouth scrambles, last-ditch tuckles, and punch-ups off the ball. Defending is a dying art, and the modern breather all too tame. You rarely see a proper scrap, and it really is a shame. Virgil van Dijk can read a pass, but what a defender needs is anger. Make your tackles with your heart and with the hate of Javid and anger. <laughs> Very nice. This week, Arsenal come to town with that pose of Mikel Arteta. But a fancy haircut and a permatan don't make him any better. He may be Pep's apprentice, but this is a relegation fight. And you don't beat Burnley in the air with pretty boys like Ben White. Lovely oh, stuff. Lovely. <coughs> oh, you're right, um, you're right there, Sean. You had a little <laughs> frog in your throat. Is that eating worms? It's yeah. It, it's uh, it's a difficult it's a difficult voice to c- kind of channel. I imagine for for Sean. So thanks for sending us that and audio also, note again. A thank you to Jack Grealish as well, who who also has a cold when he yes. recorded his diary. So <laughs> there must be something going around. We're very grateful to to everyone and we're very grateful to you, legendary listeners, for um, joining us this week. We will be back, of course, uh, for next week. We hope that your arrows are green. We hope that your teams do well. And uh, from from me, it's a good night. And from me, it's a good night. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Laters. Laters. Don't forget, listeners, to get in touch with the podcast. You can find us on Twitter at FFFaceOffPod. You can contact us via email on FFFaceOffPod at gmail.com. And if you like this podcast, please support it. Tell your mates. Go on to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. See you later. (laughs) 